Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. So let me guess. Ken Wolf came down. He's our chief engineer, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Really smart guy. He's been with us forever. Very smart. As long as I've been here. Way Uh, too smart to be coming down to address that. So, but but I know that Ken is one of the most qualified people I've ever met when it comes to digital and tech stuff. Incredibly nice. So I know, because I had to run down to the restaurant, I know while I was gone, he cracked the code. He did not crack my code of what happened to my stolen package. Because when that photo is sent to you as proof that it has been delivered, Mm -hmm. whether it's to your address or an incorrect address, it is uploaded through a website and then sent to your phone. If If the driver had just texted me personally the photo of my package on someone else's porch... You can tap on it and get the geofence data. That's how we tracked down my parents' stolen stuff. I remember that. That was taken from their move. But since it was uploaded, the metadata behind the photo is now not we're getting techie terms here. Yes, is not yeah. available. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I just I well, was very t- t- excited t- 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 for a moment. Them, tell them what Ken said to you. Did you ever watch the movie Frozen? <laughs> and I go, Yes. You want me to let it go? And he said, Yes. And I said, Ken, these are the kinds of things that clog my brain. Who stole my necklace that lives in my neighborhood? And he says, maybe you should think about puppies or something else. <laughs> He's so funny. So who sent you the original email photograph? UPS. UPS. Yeah. Okay. Is it not possible? And maybe this is just if too I much If I wanted to take this another step. Call, call UPS yes. and say, I- I'd like that picture sent to yeah. my phone I'd like so to, I can geotrack it. I'd like you to search your 20 billion photos over the last two weeks. And I would like the metadata, which they're not going to give me. Because think about it. If someone truly got something that was very valuable that you wanted, they're not going to tell customer A where to find customer B. I wouldn't. They might. They don't know. For all I know, I'm crazy. <clears throat> right? <clears throat> Forget a romantic getaway. This is from the New York Post. These honeymooners are inviting their best buds to join their post-nuptial vacations. Yeah, we call that vacation. What? The, this is weird. The honeymoon of yore used to be rife with romantic anticipation, but these days newlyweds may have spent years cohabitating before officially tying the knot. Now couples are opting for buddy moons. Yep. Bringing friends and family with them to celebrate their union with a trip of a lifetime to share. Now, I don't hate the idea, but can we have... call it anything other than buddy moon? Like friends vacation? Like, I don't know, vacation? Fraycation? This is I, I don't know that I would do that on my honeymoon. 
Gosh, no. But I prefer traveling with five or six people versus two. Yeah, the bigger group. Yeah. Yeah, no, always. I, I, yeah, I'm done with that. No. You go shopping, I'll do my thing. You want to go play golf? Like, I like to be able to have choices in my day. I'm going to yes. go hit the beach. Maybe I'll be by the pool. I don't know. A uh, story here from Fox 4. It's out of Grain Valley, Missouri. Some Grain Valley homeowners say they just found out that they are facing a huge bill. It recently came to light when the developer transferred over control of the HOA to the homeowners. People living in Phase 5 and Phase 6 of Grain Valley's Woodbury Estates knew that there would be costs associated with the community pool when the developer turned over control of the HOA to residents back in September. Said Matt Thorne. Uh, he's quoted in the story as saying, you think you are taking on the maintenance, the water bill, the electric bill, buying a cover, which they didn't do before they turned it over to us. But the HOA secretary and treasurer said he had no idea that a nearly $300,000 loan had been taken out to pay for the pool. Yeah. It goes on. Uh, the loan was set up for 47 months of payments of $1,742. So I'm assuming that's for for everybody in phase five and six. It's a combined $1,700 that's owed every month for the next four years. So we talked about this earlier. I, It's not clear from my reading of that story who is specifically on the hook for that tab and when? Because to me, HOAs have boards. God knows they're always like, you want to run for the board? And it's just crickets. HOAs have boards. If they're going to raise your dues, and we just got ours in the mail a couple days ago, it's $450, let's say. If they're going to raise your dues from $450 to $3,000, there Mm -hmm. is a legal process that has to be followed. You have to put that out to a vote. Would we like as a collective to spend $300,000 on a pool that right now doesn't work. And if we do like that, there's got to be a vote. We have to decide on a contractor. You have to Mm -hmm. decide on how much everybody's willing to chip in. I don't think you can just randomly say to people, I know that your dues have always been $200, but now we need three grand. Sorry. Well, they can hit you with maintenance fees. We heard about that with the uh, Western Auto Sign building where they're hit with so many maintenance fees so often that they have elected to stop paying for the I sign, and that's why the numbers go out all the time or the letters. Boilerplate HOA, can they just blank check you? We've done stories on that. Where Not to this extent. Uh, there was one that I, I remember. I don't remember the specifics about it, but there was one probably four or five years ago that you and I talked about that was similar. It was I don't think it involved a pool. Um, but the HOA was was going to charge residents an, an exorbitant amount of money to pay for something. Right. But but the, the, the guy in this story, Matt Thorne, is later quoted as saying, and he's absolutely right. Um, he says, the board at that point had, had been run by the developer. None of us were involved. We had no knowledge of the, the loans for the pool. By the way, you can't just cover the pool up. They've already taken out the money. It's already been spent. Correct. So they're screwed. And there's also, not only do they have 47 months of $1,700 per month, uh, next summer, as you had mentioned earlier in the show, when we were kind of just briefly talking about this story, there's a gigantic quarter million dollar payment. Balloon payment. That's due. That is due. Okay. That's next summer. The last time this happened locally, it involved a good friend of ours who lived in a condominium complex of like townhouses and condos. 
And their HOA decided we're going to re-roof every house. Whether you need a roof or not, it's time. All these houses are connected. Everybody's getting a new roof. And because of that, you owe us $6,000. Like seven. It was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was $10,000. And those residents fought it and said, the hell I am putting a new roof on my house. It's not my fault Marge's roof is caving in. Right. My roof is fine. Uh, Matt Thorne goes on to say, here's a quote I was looking for. He, he says, and he's the treasurer and secretary of the HOA, I believe. At least that's how the story reads. And Matt Thorne is quoted as saying, we would have to issue a special assessment to everyone in the neighborhood in the range of $3,000. So I'm assuming that would be, you know, yeah. every house, we need $3,000. Call an assessment. Right now. Uh, and he goes on to say, most families, that is not something that they can do. No! It, after Christmas? Uh, there are HOAs out there where it is written into the bylaws that they have right over the color of the home. And if the paint is dilapidated, they will hire a painting company to come out and paint every single home within that HOA. Each of those homeowners has to foot the bill, no matter what the bill is. It was the decision of the HOA to go with this painting company. It's it's going to be what? I don't yeah. know. 1500 bucks to paint your house. You have to pay the bill or they will put a lien on your house. But uh, most HOAs don't do that. What they will do, though, is if you want, like, let's say your house is white, okay, and you want to make it Johnson County beige, you have to go to the board to approve that color. What what they have over you generally, outside of the complaining about paint colors or the height of your grass, generally, they have your trash pickup, pickup, your trash and recycling, and in some cases maybe uh, pools, pools, or or some cases maybe water is all tied into the HOA. You pay the dues, the HOA pays the mm-hmm. trash, so they can say to you, "We're going to put a lien on your house and stop your trash if you don't pay." That's how they get you. But that's under normal circumstances. This, hey, we put a pool in, you owe three grand. To me, that is outside of the normal purview of what an HOA generally does. Maybe it's because we don't have a neighborhood pool. uh, When when the developer, though, is in the process of handing over the HOA to the residents, at what point do they not say, hey, before we take this on, let's open some books. Let's see... You know, how much money we have, you know, what is our end-of-the-year balance? Do we owe any major payments? Yeah, you do. You basically owe about $500,000 for a pool. Did I read those numbers right? The way that this is structured, Sam, will you times 1,700 by 47, if you don't mind? Because Sam had mentioned earlier, shouldn't a pool only be $60,000? No. It's going to be way north of that. Yeah, for a, for a nicer way na- north for of a that. nicer neighborhood pool, and there's probably going to be a playground right next door and a little clubhouse or something. Like Seventeen hundred times forty-seven. Yeah, uh, just under eighty grand. Okay, so that pool is going to cost those residents three hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That seems a little steep. Do you want to take a vote on that? Uh, and it's only residents in phase five and phase six. Go to Sean in Olathe. Sean, hello. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? We're doing really well, man. <clears throat> hey, so five years ago, we built a house in an HOA, and it was uh, $500 dues. Every year, it's gone up to where we just got the letter yesterday that it's now $825. Okay. Yet, the neighborhood has expanded over 200% since I built my house. Say that last sentence so again. Getting, you cut out for me. My, 
there are 200% more houses in the HOA now than when I built my house five years ago. And yet, and yet your dues have gone up $350. Correct. Hmm. There is one thing you can do about it. Yeah, I could not pay it. Well, you could run for the <laughs> HOA. Yeah, well, the HOA is the HOA, I guess. Yeah, ours is run by a company in Kansas City. You, you, you don't have local residents on the board? We've got local residents on the board, but um, I don't know if they actually live here or not. Okay. It's been questioned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I do not understand why anybody would want to serve on an HOA. Kara Markser did it. Shonda is on her HOA. No way. She's their events coordinator. No way. Every year that email comes out, we are looking for motivated individuals, and I just go, delete. No, no. Where do we, no way. Where do HOAs even meet? It's not like you have little office buildings in your neighborhood. Oh, that, it's a uh, the Jones house. House or, I don't just know. Go over and have a little living room vote. Yep. Or if you're on like a golf course, you'll meet at the clubhouse. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> At the club. You couldn't pay me. If, if, somebody came, if somebody came up to my door and I actually answered it, and they were like, hi, Scott, Jill, I'm uh, president of the HOA, and we'd really like for you to run for a position. I, I wouldn't even say a word. I would just slowly close the door. Slowly? You wouldn't slam it? No, no. no she's not being mean. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Sam Stevie, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Uh, coming up later this hour, stick around for the case of the exploding toilet. It will make you laugh. <laughs> it did happen in a state that you could probably guess. Oh, there's a lawsuit. Of course uh, but we're going to start first with an update on that insanity in a Las Vegas courtroom yesterday where a convicted felon who was in court for other felonious behavior literally leaps through the air like a Marvel Comics movie character. It was impressive. And attacks a judge. Uh, by the way, I didn't know this. Uh, the Associated Press story that I have in front of me that was put out about 40 minutes ago says right before he jumped over yeah. the, the desk, the judge's desk, yeah. uh, he was telling her, trying to convince her to give him a lighter sentence that he was turning his violent past around. Right. Yeah, and right. then she just denied that. Um, wait until you hear today's update. The man who attacked the judge in a Las Vegas courtroom on Wednesday refused to show up to court today and remains in jail. As the eight News Now investigators first reported, 30-year-old Diabra Redden, a three-time felon, was in Clark County District Court Judge Mary Kay Holtis's courtroom for sentencing on a charge of attempted battery with substantial bodily harm. As Holtis was getting ready to sentence him to prison, he lunged over the bench and attacked her. That was not a lunge. He flew through the air. Today, he refused to show up for his initial appearance (laughs) in the same building where the attack happened the day before. The Clark County District Attorney's Office requested he be held without bail. However, the fill-in judge, because you can't put judge number one back on the case anymore, because Mary Kay's been attacked by this guy. Mm -hmm. The new judge, Lauren Deffenbach, said... She wasn't comfortable arguing about bail without Redden present. Bail remained at $54,000, which means he could walk. 
How how does a prisoner? I'm, I'm assuming he he was not freed uh, any time in the last two days. That he went straight back to jail because uh, seven of the new counts that were filed against him are battery on a protected person. That includes the judge, the bailiff, uh, any and all law enforcement that were in. Okay, but the the, the new charges I'm guessing have not been filed. He could walk on the old charges. This is the way I read this. He no, could no, walk on the other charges. New charges have already been filed. They s- says here in this story, seven of the new counts are battery on a protected person, referring to the judge and officers who came to her aid. Oh, my God. But here's my question. How does a prisoner, an inmate, just refuse to show up for court? I said the same thing. Hannibal Lecter him. Put a... We're going. Put him, strap him down and roll him in. Yeah. Clark County. Okay. That was the melee that we had to heavily beep, 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 beep. Uh, that initial beep you hear, by the way, is him cussing out the judge for giving him a sentence. She is, I, I want to kind of explain this. She's not way, way up high like the Supreme Court justices are. She's like on a raised bench, but not way, way up high, but still high enough that he has to fly through the air at full speed run ahead to fly through the air to land on her. And he barely clears the And he desk. barely clears it, okay? Yeah. But we did joke yesterday with Seal Hurdler because, damn. Uh, or a high jumper. I don't understand why we are not plexiglassing or glassing in judges anymore. I mean, we, we plexiglass in bank tellers now. Certainly since COVID, what would be the... It is a shocking lack of protection for judges yeah. when you watch this video. You just assume, you know, there's a bailiff standing there. Let me tell you how effective that bailiff is zero. Mm -hmm. They do not have time to react. He had time to leave his desk, go around his defense attorney, run full speed ahead, dive over and land on her and start pummeling her. There's no one near her to protect her. Is there not a bailiff or somebody of the like in front of the podium? No, there wasn't. Not that day. So there were two men standing behind the judge to her left. Right, they're on camera. But I thought typically in a court that there was a bailiff or some sort of security officer up and to the right of where the judge sits. Which in theory, all they would have had to do is take two steps to the left and a nice shove and this guy in the air would have missed. One of the men sitting next to her, I don't even know that he's a bailiff. He's probably more of a court reporter or clerk because he's seated at a computer, probably... Mm. Seven feet from her. So it's probably the court clerk. Probably the clerk. Yeah. By the t- if you've got to go back and look at this video, by the time he flies through the air and lands on her, it is a while before anyone gets to him to pull him off. And then you've got like five or six other yahoos just down below around. the bench just standing around kind of like, uh, what do we yep. do here? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think we're under this false sense of security for our judges. That there's someone right there ready to protect them. That is not how I read this. But then you remember when you and I were reporters years ago, and we would cover a case in Johnson County Court or Jackson County Court or whatever, especially during a sentencing, there would normally be law enforcement standing next to the defendant's table. Yes. Well, where were they? The judge was injured but not hospitalized. A marshal who intervened was hospitalized but is in stable condition. Telephone number here is 
7798. Don't forget to check out our podcast, the Dana and Parks podcast, available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to kmbz.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did i'm sorry you think you know what you're gonna do in the middle of a melee but you don't because i've watched this horrifying video of this judge who was attacked yesterday and there are two things that strike me no pun intended the amount of time it takes to get her help with all of the law enforcement resources in that room. And then the lack of help from so many others who are standing around as if to go, uh, we're not sure what to do. Judges on the ground. We got a crazy guy up there. There are so many men standing there. And I assume some of them are attorneys, but I don't know. Literally looking at each other like. Well, there's the one guy who's just tapping on the, on the bench. Yes. Desk. He's just standing there going, what what is going on? Uh, Jacob in Platte City. By the way, the phone number is 913-586-7798. Jacob, hello. Hey, Scott. (laughs) So I literally just now watched this video for the first time. And I should not admit that I was laughing the whole time. Even more so when I played it the second time. And I don't know if, so in the very right of the video, in that little scuffle going on there. Yes. If you watch that, I don't know if he's a lawyer or what he is, but he don't look like a cop. I think he's the the clerk. Jacob, I think he's the clerk. He's wearing a black suit, right? Yeah. So that dude, he's just standing there. He's kind of got this dumb look on his face like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to just like beat my arm on this guy. He he does start at one point trying to throw a couple punches, but but the defendant at that point, and keep in mind, Jacob, everyone would have to know in that moment, number one, get in and help the judge, who's the only woman there, by the way. And number two, mm-hmm. the defendant cannot be armed. You know that he's not armed. You're not throwing oh, yeah. yourself in harm's way, worried he's got a shank or a knife or a gun. He's been through the screening process. Why is everyone just standing around? I, I, and I, I think these are all valid questions. I'm, I'm still perplexed about how a defendant just decides they're not showing up for their court hearing when they're in the jail. I'm not going. What do you mean you're not going? I mean, at the very least, open up a Zoom and just put him on Zoom. Well, it didn't go so well the last time, so. Well, well, last time he was in court? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but. <laughs> How many times have you been watching the news 
And here comes the suspect. They do this in Johnson County all the time. The suspect walks into a, a little tiny room. And he's escorted in. Yes, via closed circuit. Right. And they just, camera. And sometimes it's for the defendant's safety. Yep. Because you're such a monster, we can't let you out into the public viewing area or someone's going to shoot mm-hmm. you. And sometimes it's for COVID. Oh, sure. That's we certainly started. saw all yeah. of the closed circuit courtroom. I agree with you, Scott. Is there something in Nevada that says his butt has to be in that seat in that courtroom? Would you want to be the judge with that guy today? I wouldn't. No, not if, if all we're arguing here is Bond. And why do you have to have him in the courtroom to well, argue well, I, with I would Bond? argue everything we saw yesterday is every reason to prove that we should not have him in court. Right. And, and you you have the video evidence of him violently trying to attack a judge. You, you have the right to a fair trial. I don't think anywhere it says you have the right to be seated right there in front of the judge right today during a Bond. I don't think that's a thing, either. is it? No, I'm, I'm not aware of it. I mean, a lot of courts. Now that you've attacked a judge, do you have a right if you say, I, I insist you know, on being in there? I guess. You could demand it. But a, a lot of courts are in, I'm, ta- I'm talking a little bit of, uh, out of school here, but like, um, if, if we were going to have to be in front of the judge on our divorce hearing a couple of weeks ago, that was actually going to be done on Zoom. I was going to attend that yeah. hearing from my living, from my uh, office. That's something you don't need to physically be yeah. in court for. Just do you agree with this? Do you agree with that? Yep, I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh, fine. Okay, your divorce. Go. Uh, Israel in KCK. Hello. How you doing? Hi. Um, I was just calling because what if they didn't let them go to court because they lumped them up so bad they didn't want to show them? You know what I mean? They cops or the judge they can say whatever. Hey, you refuse to come out. But what if they lumped them up so bad? You know what I mean? They didn't want to show him. Well, I, I don't That's think any, I don't think anybody would have any sympathy. Yeah, if, if, if he, he was if he shows up in court injured. with a black eye, I don't think anyone would have any sympathy either. Israel. In fact, I think you would show that. Look at what happens when you attack a judge. Yeah. And and there's three men, by the way, trying to take him down. I wonder if he's on PCP. Uh, this is from Twitter. The foster mother of the man who attacked a Nevada judge tells Inside Edition that he was quote off his medication when he quote snapped. The old off-his medication routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen in Olathe. Stephen, hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. That's a that's a mental health issue right there, old Parks. You know, you're going to make fun of people's mental health issues. But, um, hey, so, uh, Stephen, wait. Stephen, this is a well, crime. The, 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 the off-your-meds off routine, you know, that's mental health right there. Well, okay, sure. St- okay, Stephen. I, I hear what so, you're saying, um, but this is a crime, clearly, and you know it. Oh, no, and, uh, you know, those courtrooms, they are not as safe as you think there, Dana. I agree. And she's lucky that, that uh, one of the law enforcement officers wasn't in there for him to take one of the guns off of, off of them. You know, when a law enforcement officer is in there with a gun, that's just a gun that's introduced to a courtroom, which is very sad. Stephen, and- Stephen, real quick, when I look at this melee and there are three or four of them at one point on the ground and then someone else runs up and they are in this ball going around and around and around, I thought the same thing. Thank okay, God he watching, didn't get someone's gun. We are, we are watching way too much uh, television with uh, these these court uh, these court shows and whatnot. And there's no Jason Statham's or or uh, even not even one Hulk Hogan inside there to uh, right. to take care of this guy. You know, most of these law uh, these lawyers and court clerks and whatnot, 
they're they're not they're not big gym goers, you know, and maybe they're into fitness, but they're not there to protect the judge. But isn't that and, isn't the bailiff specifically there to help provide protection? I see a sheriff's deputy. What looks to be well, a sheriff's deputy? Someone's got to ask some questions about that situation. And you know, I know that our police force over in Olathe, they are regularly retrained. I don't know what kind of training that a bailiff goes through and what kind of specifically retraining that that bailiff goes through. And, you know, I don't, I don't know his, uh, his activities during the day, evening, whether he's keeping up with, uh, with being a healthy and um, reactive person to the, the judge. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you know, how many times does a bailiff need to say the judge? One in a million? Yeah, yeah. It's it's rare. If, it, if that's and, what you're trying to say. It is rare. News organization looked into this. It is very rare. But look, it, it it's very rare that banks are robbed too. We still keep the glass up in front of the tellers now yep. after COVID is over. And it's not going to stop a bank robbery. That's not what I'm saying. It would take very little money and very little resources to put some type of glass around the judge's bench. That's all I'm saying. But if we're going to talk about courtroom security, and we are. How many times have we seen uh, victims' family members attack the defendant? I know. In court. Now, it, it, it doesn't make me feel sorry for the defendant, especially if they're guilty of the crime, but they do have a right to be protected, to, to have their case heard without people from the galley jumping in and beating them over the back of the head while they're sitting there trying to defend themselves. I, mean, I don't know that you can hire enough sheriff's deputies in the world to staff every courtroom in America on on the possibility that something like what happened yesterday um, would happen again. Um, somebody does say on the text line, it's a great question. I just want to know, how in the heck he almost jumped completely over that judge's desk? I know. I mean, he high-jumped a judge's stand. How is that even possible? I mean, that it honestly would qualify for state if he were in high school. Oh, for sure. That's a state championship. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. It's impressive. And he went forward. Most high jumpers have to go backward to get that extra height. 913-586-7798. So we often talk about frivolous lawsuits here on the Dan and Parks program. This is breaking news, people. Whether or not, you know, there's a hot cup of coffee or that chicken nugget lawsuit. Uh, this one comes to you out of Florida. Of course it does. And a Dunkin' Donuts customer filing a lawsuit against Dunkin' Donuts, or just Dunkin' as they are now named. Were his donuts not dunked? Well, he was dunked, <laughs> per se. Very good. Uh, they have been sued for negligence and severe and long-term injuries because this Orange County Duncan customer went into the restroom on, well, sometime late last year to use the restroom, and the restroom used him. The what? toilet exploded. What do you mean the toilet exploded? The man, covered in poo, says he walked out of the bathroom <laughs> for help. <laughs> oh, no, that's where you just oh, stay in there. You're and on just, your own. You just cry. You're on your own, kid. told him that... <laughs> They were aware that the toilet had a problem. <laughs> they told the man that there had been prior incidents involving the toilet, but the 
lawsuit did not elaborate what those prior incidents were. He says that Duncan is negligent, and when employees failed to maintain the safety of the men's restroom, they failed to alert customers about the problem toilet. Hmm. He is covered in poo and wants 50 grand for it. All right. It's his poo. No, it no, no. was their toilet. That's sewage poo. Uh, <laughs> I think coming up at five, I've had this in my stack for a couple weeks, but I'm going to come back around to it because the sentencing ticks me off. Did you hear a couple of guys got caught, Scott, up in the Northeast, stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars in a retail organized crime ring thing to make money, okay, from big box home improvement stores? Okay. And they hit a lot of them, okay? okay? All right. They stole $200,000 off the shelves Good Lord. at Lowe's and Home Depot's in several states during a one-year spree. They ran in, grabbed products, yeah, put them this. in plastic bags, and ran. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this actually got the Fed's attention because they hit stores in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island— all over the course of this year, okay? Yep. One of the men has been sentenced $200,000 in thefts, mm-hmm. multiple states, multiple stores for one year. What he has been sentenced to one year and one month in prison for transporting stolen goods across state lines. It's a federal charge. Usually the federal... Uh, courts are a little bit more strict. One year and one month. No one cares, Scott. Authorities do not care about organized retail crime. But and if they did, do. if they did, lawmakers would be passing tougher laws yeah. and the U.S. Attorney's Office would not be rolling out press releases going, yay, we got one. He's going away for a year and one month. Yeah. Now, we- what, what kind of non-deterrent sentence full of you-know-what is that? What would you, if you were the judge and you had free reign on a sentence, what would you give somebody for $200,000 in retail organized theft? Over six states? Yeah. What do you think is fair? 22 years. Whoa! I was going to go five to ten. No. You wonder why people keep grabbing armloads of stuff and just walking out smiling. They don't even run anymore, by the way. Yeah, because they know you're not going to chase. They just walk out and smile. It's bigger than that. Not only do they know you're not going to chase, they know that even if they end up somehow stealing $200,000 worth of high-value items across several Mm -hmm. states over the period of a year, you're looking at one year. There is zero deterrent. No, it's it's ridiculous. And I, I don't understand why lawmakers don't seem as interested as the general public. I, I just don't get it. Now, having said that, when laws do start getting crafted for this retail theft stuff, and I think you've made this point on the show, on the show before, we're going to have to really get into the wording of these laws so that 18-year-old Johnny, who steals the Snickers from the quick trip down the street, doesn't get lumped into the same mm-hmm. kind of criminal foil it's, it's as, like pornography you know it when you yeah, see it and yeah. this is retail organized theft and by the way his attorney says um his client has accepted responsibility for his actions hmm. and quote made a terrible series of mistakes the retail theft seemed like an easy way to make money with no one getting hurt however he made relatively little money 
and had no idea the magnitude of the economic harm his conduct wrought on these businesses. Right, and the guy in Las Vegas turned his life around until he high jumped a judge's desk. Give me a break. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, they've been ordered to pay $204,000 back in restitution. How much? Okay, uh, two hundred four thousand dollars. Where are they going to get that? Do you take that? starter checks, sir? Can I cash in all the stuff I stole and then just give it back to you? The money. Uh, by the way, um, Pat McAfee has come out and apologized for airing Aaron Rodgers' comments about Jimmy Kimmel the other day on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you read the rest of what Jimmy Kimmel wrote to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, we had some of it yesterday. Yeah. He called him a blank, 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 said mm-hmm. you are harming my family in doing this. And if you missed it, Aaron Rodgers basically said with free reign on McAfee's show that Kimmel would be one of the ones worried that his name was going to come out on the Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. list. Yeah. It did not it come did out not, on no, that list. No, it did not. Uh, he, he went on to say, and I, I hadn't read this part. This is uh, j- part of Jimmy Kimmel's uh, comments to Aaron Rodgers. You will not find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Man. And then Pat McAfee today came out and said, I apologize for airing Aaron Rodgers' comments, uh, and then underscored that. He didn't say this, but this is what he's really saying. Uh, What Aaron Rodgers did on my show the other day, while he is a big draw for my show, was slander. And I pray to God that uh, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't sue me too for providing the platform for which Aaron Rodgers said my name would be on the Jeffrey Epstein list. Was that live? Do we know, Sam? Were the comments live, or were they taped, and then McAfee decided to air it? He, he it's podcast. all live. Oh, is it live? It's all live. So I appreciate, and I am not a, a Pat McAfee fan. I think he is a ding that needs to cover his arms up. <laughs> but if if that was live, Pat McAfee has no role here, and and – Really, he can apologize because it was unfortunate what happened, yeah. but I don't think he has a role in what happened. You can't control what somebody says on that show. It, it I, is, I guess he could have dumped Aaron Rodgers, but I think he was like, oh, uh, you I, know. I, I would have either dumped it or said something immediately. Like, like, like wait hey, a minute, hey, on, come Aaron. on now. Listen, we or corrected it. We, we, don't, we don't wish that on even our worst enemies. I mean, come on, man. Uh, it is podcasted, but he goes live every day at 11 a.m. on ESPN. 11 a.m. Central Time, uh, and I don't know if they have a dump uh, because he gets away with dropping F-bombs. Yeah, but but you can't get away with allowing slander. I, I don't disagree with that. I was just saying as far as the structure of the show yeah. goes, ESPN has said, okay, you, this is your know. show. You say I, F-bombs. I We're paying truly, you money for this. I am truly starting to think that Aaron Rodgers took one too many hits to the head. I'm starting to think the same thing. There's something either going on or not going on upstairs. Why not just, I mean, you're, you're loaded to the gills with money. Why even have these little pissing matches with yeah. late go, night go, comics? Go, go do a Galette commercial, cash the check, and, and live happily ever after. And, and, and here's some free advice for Aaron Rodgers. Unless Rogers. they dropped him, and I don't know. Never pick a fight with somebody who gets paid to be on the air and gets their airtime for free. He's a fool. Uh, quick break. Dan Weinbaum's got the news coming up in less than two minutes. Here on Dana and Parks. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app.
the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.